Welcome in, everyone, to the Beyond the Glove podcast presented by Just Gloves. Leather, lacing, and stitching. That's a glove. But there's a world that exists beyond baseball and softball gloves that most don't know about. That's where Beyond the Glove is going to come in. This podcast is here to deliver a deep dive not only on gloves, but the people who have dedicated a portion of their lives to their creation, promotion, and even use on the field. If you want insight on what it looks like to market gloves for a living, or want to know who supplies the leather to your favorite ball glove, then this is your kind of podcast. Let's dive in. Welcome into the Beyond the Glove podcast presented by Just Gloves. I'm your host, Ben Loafman. From my research, I believe that we're the only baseball podcast with a lens specially directed towards baseball gloves and the people whose lives have been affected by them. And so here's my question for all listeners. In all of baseball, in 2018, whose arm do you think got the most use? Jacob deGrom or Blake Snell would probably be a good be a good guess as they were the NL and AL Cy Young winners, or maybe even Max Scherzer, who pitched over 220 innings that year. Well, I think you might be wrong with either of those answers because I'm going to go with Ethan Bryan, our guest today on the podcast. In 2018, Ethan played catch every single day of the year, starting on January 1st with his daughter, and what appeared to be a one-degree wind chill that day. Thank you for joining us, Ethan. Oh, what a joy. It's so much fun to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So, I got to know, what inspired you to begin the journey of playing catch every day in 2018? It's really um, kind of serendipitous and quixotic. So, so my youngest daughter, uh, Sophie, she's mm-hmm. an artist. Okay. And for Christmas 2017, mm-hmm. she gave me a baseball. And just written on the baseball, it said, Dad, want to play catch? And so I interpreted it as like one of these gift certificates that your kid gives you that, that she is willing, she, she's saying, Dad, I'll play catch. You use this, and I'll be willing to play catch with you. Uh-huh. And so a couple of days later, January 1st, I was, I was working on a book, and I was really frustrated because not, I could not, I was, I was actually really getting depressed because the words just weren't happening. Uh-huh. And I, I was just felt really stuck at the desk, and, and I had put her ball on my writing desk just right at eye level. And I just remember calling out to her. I said, hey, Sophie, you want to go play catch? And she's like, outside? I was like, well, yeah, you play catch outside. She's at a baseball field and took me a couple minutes to try and think of one that we could use. Mm-hmm. And then I said, yes, outside, yes, at a baseball field. Mm-hmm. And then then she got quiet and I didn't hear anything. I was like, oh, well, I figured that's the end of it. And like mm-hmm. several minutes passed until she said, okay, yeah. Uh-huh. And so we put on, I mean, it was one degree. We put on all these layers of clothes, dry, but it was sunny. Mm-hmm. There's no snow on the ground. We drive to about 10 minutes to a park and did some really quick stretches through the ball about 30 times and by this time i mean my fingers are just absolutely freezing and i got tears <laughs> down my face we run back to the minivan oh we used her she had a smartphone at the, she had, yeah she has a smartphone at the time i still had a flip phone uh-huh. took, took selfie on her on her phone run back to the van warm up uh-huh. go home and my when i get home my oldest daughter says well dad i'll play catch with you so we go out in the backyard and, and glasses are fogging over. We play catch, dogs running around back and forth, trying to go crazy, steal a ball. Mm-hmm. And that was it. I took selfies with both of them. New Year's Day is a great way to kick off a new year. Yeah. And we're having family dinner that night around the dinner table, just kind of talking about the things you talk about on New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. 
And they said, Dad, what would happen if you played catch every day for a year? And I remember my, my reaction was just instant. I was laughing. I was like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what would happen. I would need surgery. This mm-hmm. is what would happen. And they were just, they were the ones that really inspired. That you should just see what would happen. We Just just give it a chance. And so uh-huh. so all of this is, a, is a, a thank you to them. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. So you got them going. So you went. So you played catch on January 1st, mm-hmm. January 2nd comes. Were you ready? Were you like, all right, like I'm nope. ready to go? Nope. Not at all. <laughs> we were on our way to see a movie. Okay. Oh, I can almost remember what movie. And we drove by the, the same ball field that Sophie and I had been to the previous day. And she's like, they're like, well, dad, did you play catch with anyone today? And I was like, no, I, I didn't. And they're like, well, you don't, you don't want to stop something on a second. So on the way to the movie, they made me stop and we ran over to the ball field play catch a second and then we went to the movies. <laughs> nice. And, and then the, on the, on the third day, actually a friend in, and was in town from Kansas city. He said, Hey, I saw you play. Hey, I'm in town. I'll, I'll meet you for a game of catch today. And it really just kind of built up this, uh, this grassroots momentum more than anything. Nice. So you, so day three, that was when it was, uh, were you like, okay, this is launched. We're going, we're no. going, no, not <laughs> no. yet. Nice. Okay. It was, uh, day five. Okay. Uh, uh, I was being interviewed for New Year's resolution uh, uh, on TV. Okay, nice. And, and the guy said, he said, so are, are you, and that's when, it was during that interview, I was like, maybe I should really do this. Maybe this really is my resolution. I'll just, and that was when, it was, that was when I jumped in with both feet and said, really, I'm gonna see what happens. Nice, no, that's awesome. So when you went about 2018, you're, so, you're setting it up like it sounds about day January 5th. You're like, okay, I'm doing this all year. <laughs> Are there any specific rules that you had to follow? For example, was there like no repeats? I, yeah. No repeats on partners or what was the, uh, um, the best news was I didn't think about it. Okay. It good. was literally just flying by the seat of my pants. Okay. And, and so r- my quote rules were baseball and baseball glove. Okay. This is because that's, that's my passion. There you go. But, but, because of me, I wanted to play catch with my daughters as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So I didn't care about repeats or anything like that. And and so people ask me, all right, what what qualifies as a game of catch? Uh-huh. And, and and so I was like, uh, 25, 30 throws. Okay. And, and there were, I can think of one person who actually counted throws <laughs> and said, okay, hey, we hit 30. I was like, hey, that's great. But most of the time what happened is it's somewhere, you know, like in that 10 to 15 throw range. Uh-huh you start sharing stories and connecting about something and, and the catch just becomes a mechanism for, 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 for telling stories. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there were so many times that would be 30, 40, 45 minutes. And like, have, have we thrown it 30 times yet? It's like, <laughs> we have surpassed 30 throws. We can stop whenever you want. <laughs> That's funny. I love that you, you do qualify glove and, and baseball. And uh, you're not, oh, well, we'll use a Beanie Baby today or something no, like that. that was all, was, I mean, when I think of playing, I mean, I know uh, football, uh-huh. uh, Frisbee. Yeah. And I think that's pretty much, I mean, I, uh, um, yeah. I, I guess uh, Maybe lac- rugby. Yeah, there you go. Lacrosse, lacrosse you could, yeah. uh, with the I sticks. I actually played catch with the lacrosse team. That was pretty cool. There you go. Uh, yeah. they, they, that ball's a hard ball. But w- w- when I think of playing catch, it's always gloves and the baseball. There you go. So when you start something grass, grassroots, like your journey in 2018, uh, it is pretty cool when you stick to it like you did, <laughs> that folks really want to join in. Yeah. And you actually got to meet from what I researched. I, I did read the book, 
And from what I research and remember, you met some really cool people going mm-hmm. along the way. Um, Bill Verdon, which yes. played for the Pittsburgh Pirates. He also coached in Major League Baseball as well. And he has almost a 20 war on baseball reference, which is nothing to laugh. That's pretty uh, incredible. That puts him... Gold in, Glove winner. Gold Glove, nice. World Series winner. Nice. Was he 61 with the Pirates? Was he with them? Uh, so, uh, yes. He, okay. Uh, Mazeroski's home Mazeroski, yes. Yeah. Okay, nice. So, 60, he, so he was center field to Clemente okay. in right field. Nice. Wow. And I was like, wow. And then later he got to manage Clemente, so... That's a life of stories if you're yeah. playing. Yeah, that's awesome. And then also uh, Jeff Passan from yep. ESPN. Last uh, day of the year. Last, he was it. He was the last catch. He was the last one. Oh, no, uh, next last catch. Uh, nice. Uh, and that's awesome because, I mean, when you're looking at if there's baseball news happening, he's it's him. It, John Morosi, I think, is another one that you're, you're yep. hearing a lot. So that's pretty sweet. He's my go-to. He's your go-to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go. Nice. Um, so – those are some big name ones, some higher profile guys that you got to run into on the way. But was there an interaction on the journey that had the most, what, what interaction on the journey had the most impact upon you when you look back? So I have a, I've got my laptop and on my laptop, I have pictures of all of my catch partners from the year. Okay. And it's fun just to go back through the, through the folder and you start seeing these faces like, oh yeah, I remember we did that. Uh-huh. And, we, and just all these memories pop up. So I, I tried to limit it to like a hundred that I'd write down, but <laughs> but some of the names that that you just go um, Mary Moore. Okay. She played in the All American Girls Professional Baseball League. Nice. And she and I got to play catch uh, at the field where the Rockford Peaches play. Okay. Nice. And um, she was amazing. Second baseman. She turned uh, an unassisted triple play. Nice. Awesome. Um, was home run hitter, power hitter, and and she still has an arm. And just a fantastic storyteller. So I really, I thoroughly enjoyed playing catch with her. Nice. I got to play catch with Bob Kendrick at the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum, and, and we're just there on the holly, on the, on the field at the at the end of the tour. Uh huh. And that was just to to play catch with him and hear him telling stories about Buck and Satchel, uh-huh. and, and just all all the the Monarchs players that I that I. I like and here's here's a man who's just that next level closer and his yeah. stories were incredible of course bill verdon uh, mm-hmm. jim morris he and i got to play catch right outside the k the royals were out of town that day so that uh-huh. was pretty fun nice um little bear uh was the youngest player on the uh on the eagles on the shoe gang eagles for the national pro fast pitch tour she was 17, about two or three inches taller than me. Okay. Probably threw the ball about mm, 20 miles an hour harder than I did. Okay. She was incredible. We didn't speak a word of English. Okay. And so the whole, our whole game of catch was, was communicating with glove flips and laughter. And it was, it was delight. Really? Um, Simone uh, Wiern is one of the top female pitchers in, in, in baseball history. Okay. And she's incredible. She's, got, she's won awards all over the world. Okay. So playing catch with her. Um, and then the one that, that really just cements it all is I got to go uh, to the Field of Dreams for the first time. Okay. And Dad and I played catch there. That's awesome. And that, that's the one that I always like, oh, yeah, that, that, was, that was one of those days you just don't forget. Yeah. That's like, you know, the final scene in Field of Dreams where he's like, Dad, want to yes. catch? And that's so it. you guys got to do it. That's yes, incredible. Yes, we did. So that's fun. awesome. And, and I think as well when you were on that – 2018, you mentioned going to Field of Dreams. You went on, did you go on one or two or more road trips to like go for uh, two catch? long road trips? Okay. 10 nice. days. Nice. Each, yeah, it was 
And those are incredible. I mean, these are just people who had emailed me and said, hey, if you're ever here, and I was like, well, when am I ever going to be there? Uh-huh. And you could like map them out. I was like, well, hey, we could do a little tour here. And so we did yeah. a, a Midwestern tour and then we did a, a tour down to Florida mm-hmm. and it was, and we got to go to Rickwood where, where MLB is going to go this year. Uh-huh. Nice. And um, yeah, just, it was incredible. All these people who I, I, I mean, I'm playing catch with strangers. Yeah. And, and, you know, you, you kind of have that apprehension when you go up to them and you're like, you know, yeah. are, they, are they, I, I mean, are, s- are we going to connect? Or yeah. That yeah. Kind my of skills thing? are minimal. I mean, <laughs> I know I was a JV bench warmer. Okay. That was where I peaked. <laughs> I, I, I know where I am. You in, know yourself. There yes, you I do. I do. Uh, and, and we had so much fun nice. and it, the playing catch was literally the, just the glue that, that mm-hmm. made it happen. Nice. That's awesome. So the journey, we kind of talked about it. it ended December 31st, 2018 with an absolute marathon of playing catch yes. in Kansas city. So mind you, Ethan lives in Springfield, Missouri, which is about three hours South of Kansas city. So during that long day, I believe you played catch. It was super rainy. <sighs> the you played at a local news studio, mm-hmm. the Kansas City Royals Urban Youth Academy. Yep. And then that was that was the day that you met up with Jeff Passan as well. Yep. So fast forward to 2020 and your catch you, it ended up kind of coming along. It was catch 365, like hashtag mm-hmm. catch yep. 365 on X. So eventually it becomes a book, a year of playing catch, um, which is a fantastic book. I've gotten the chance to read it super easy read like you just blow through it before like i was done it i'm a slow reader and i was done in like four days you go right through it you i really highly recommend it how is the book set up is it like a journal of the days or how, how did you write it so um what's funny is i, I wrote probably about two-thirds of the book okay and it was it was literally just a journal this is kind okay. of and i sent it to a couple of my friends to read um one guy said uh, he fell asleep in chapter two <laughs> and the other comment was, uh, very far from your best work. Oh man. And I was like, wow, this Brutal. is, this is painful. <laughs> and, and I mean, I was, I really, um, it, you just take it. You, oh yeah. There's no other way than take it personally. Yeah. And I was like, oh gosh, I really thought I had something here. And so mm-hmm. I was stuck. I was like, how do I write this book? And, uh, I turned to my dad for advice and he said, you want the book to feel like how you experienced it. So there was this, um, daily grind of, well, who am I playing catch with tomorrow? Mm-hmm. And, and, and that, that constant of how am I going to find catch partner and, and lining up. So there's, there's that daily work behind it. Mm-hmm. But then when it actually happens, there's the, the joy that's the result of the work. And so I loosely set it up on, uh, uh, on following us on one of the 10 day trips. Uh-huh. And it's just the one through the Midwest where uh, I, I get to see my, 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 uh, cousin throw out a first pitch at the at the Omaha game and um we go to Rockford and we go to Chicago and just all these places so it's loosely set up on that but then so many times you play catch with someone and it it reminds you of playing catch and so it it ties in the the people that I met their stories and lessons I learned along the way Uh um loosely following uh, a road trip with the exception of going to the field of dreams with dad Mm -hmm. and then um the last day, and then uh, a tribute to to someone uh, to one of my high school teachers. Um, yeah, in the middle of the in the middle of the year, he passed away, and his wife reached out to me mm-hmm. and said, "Hey, would you, would you come say something at the service?" Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh," and so how do how do you connect playing catch into honoring someone's life? Mm-hmm. And that's that's um, 
That's one of my favorite chapters. Nice. That's awesome. It's, uh, I will say that from what it sounds like your original uh, <laughs> copy was, you did a fantastic job. You must have really dismantled and put it all back together. because uh, I it, actually deleted it. Oh, you did? Okay. Yep, it is gone. Really? Nice. Yep. Never yep. going to look at it again. I have no, it, it is lost and uh, it, <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what happened to it. So it's completely rewritten into that's incredible. as it currently is. No, it was, uh, it was great. I loved it a lot. And, and that was not, this is not the first book you've written, correct? Correct. I've got about uh, 12 now. Okay, nice. One of your books, so I was looking on your site, ethanbryan.com, correct? Yep. So there is a book that you have on there. It's called Striking Out ALS, A Hero's Tale. And the story, you have like a preview of the book, which is the preview is fantastic because you were encouraged in this project by a funny interaction that you had with W.P. Kinsella. So W.P. Kinsella, he is the writer of the book Shoeless Joe, which was the basis for the movie Field of Dreams. (laughs) Talk about that, that interaction that you had with him. So I had this idea, and it was really just kind of, oh, this sounds so crazy. You even <laughs> say it out loud. Um, <laughs> Sorry if I've put you in a place. Oh, this is hilarious. Me. Sure. Uh, um, but, but you know how you, when you get an idea sometimes, and it just won't let you go, and sometimes it's, you know, you, you dream about it, and it was just, it was an idea that just, I mean, I could not let, I was like, I want to get back in baseball shape. I want to see, I, and at that point, all I could think about was, I want to find a way to go to, to Royals, fantasy camp that was at the top of my list as, mm-hmm. as I want to go there I was like at that point by that point I hadn't played ball for 20 years okay my skills were zero and the jury baseball team practiced really close to us okay uh, and, and reached out to the coach he said you can come hang out with the team anytime mm-hmm. so I did and and I uh, got to visit with the pitching coach I mean I shag flies I got to take some swings and stuff like that I was awful and uh so I reached, I, I sent an email out into the unknown, hoping to reach WP Kinsella. I was like, let me tell you about this idea that I had. And I just want to get your feedback and wisdom. You're, you're a writer, you love baseball. What do you have to say? And, uh, oh man, I, I used to have it memorized, but it's something like, I don't trust anyone who hears voices and, and weird characters. <laughs> and, and you read through it at the, the bottom line is he called me this weird character that he wasn't sure he'd want to know in real life. <laughs> I was like, this is a compliment coming from, uh, yes, he, he compared me to one of the characters that he writes. I was like, I love it. I love it so much. And it, and it, it turned out we stayed in touch over years, emailed uh-huh. a dozen times or so. And at one point we talked about trying to meet for, for playing catch uh-huh. and he got, he got really ill and, and we weren't able ever to connect in person, but mm-hmm. still have that to, to be compared as, as a weird character to one of his characters. Like, man, I'll take that. Thank you so much. That's I, I love that. And it is really cool as I, I've read a year of playing catch and just reading about striking out ALS. And you also have a book dream field and you share, <laughs> I, you, you share so much of your personal story and all like you really let yourself out there, which I think is super cool. Oh, so um, I'm a weird character. <laughs> Nice. So we are just gloves. And uh, as we've mentioned earlier, it sounds like according to Ethan, the official rules of playing catch is you got to have something on your non-throwing hand to catch the baseball with. So our natural question is during 2018, what did you use for a glove when you were uh, when you were playing catch? Well, I had five and I realized it halfway here this morning that I left one at home. And I'm really sorry because it's my first glove. Really? Yeah. Okay. I can still wear it. My hands are small enough. I can still wear it. It's, okay. it's a, a Mike Flanagan 
Signature Wilson. Okay, nice. Uh, and it's about this big. Mike Flanagan, Baltimore Orioles, correct? Yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah. There we go. So uh, I would use that on occasion, or little kids that was playing catch would use that. But uh-huh. the, it started with this glove, mm-hmm. which so it, is... And I'll cut in here. If you're sure. watching on YouTube, we he's got the glove here with us right here. It is. Uh, I bought it. Uh, actually, Dad bought it for me in 1990, my sophomore year of high school. We bought it at Bass Pro in Springfield, and they, they had this, just this... Uh, massive wall Mm -hmm. of gloves and he took me to to, he said take your time choose one Mm -hmm. and he went off to the golf section and i mean (laughs) i was literally there for an hour just Uh trying on gloves yeah and and settled into this one Uh, it's a a george brett signature model i have lost count how many times it has since been relaced and i i mean chewing on the ends Uh just out of nerves and everything And, and, and i have used this so much well early into the year the uh the laces broke on it okay and i just for fun i reached out on wilson on twitter and just said hey uh man laces broke i'm trying to play catch for a year and you don't ever expect to hear and they responded nice they said well you can send it to us and we can we can release it for you i was like oh well, that's cool and they said or we can just send you a glove <laughs> i was like well <laughs> since you said and they sent me a uh a 12 and three quarter blonde H web. There you go. That's a beautiful and glove. It was just a from the description. Gorgeous glove. Mm-hmm. And it had a coat on it. And it was a, a sample glove that they would take to spring training okay. for the players to try on. And I think it came from, it came from Florida. I remember that. Yeah. And this, so this is my first new glove I have touched in like 25 years now. Okay. Right? And, and send it to me in the mail. They sent some swag with it. It was awesome. That's awesome. And I get it out, and I'm expect this one's as floppy as a piece of paper. Uh-huh. And I put my hand in it to squeeze, like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what in the world? I cannot close this glove. I, uh-huh. And so I got the re-education into the glove world. And I, a local coach, um, who's a kind of a glove guru down in Springfield, he uh-huh. he kept it for about a week, broke it in for me. Yeah. And and so that was the one I used predominantly through the year. Every now and then, I'd use this one which is dad's glove. It's a, a, a 1970 Wilson Mattia Lou. Mm-hmm. And I'd use it on occasion if someone needed to borrow a glove. And and this is one dad just used uh, beginning of this year, on January 1st this year, to, to kick off this year playing catch. Um, and so this one, he said, saved his face a couple times during, during church league slow pitch softball. Uh-huh. But then when I found out I was going to the Field of Dreams, I have a friend in Boston who works with gloves, who, who does antique gloves, and um, I said, if you got any, well, I'd, I'd like to take a, a vintage glove to feel the dreams. Yeah. And this is a 1950s Wilson that he sent to me, and I have used it so many times. Nice. And there's no padding to it. <laughs> and every now and then someone will just cut loose with the throw, and I'll be like, all right. Yeah. And that's it for that glove because I can't <laughs> feel my hand anymore. That glove, this glove's awesome here. These, this one, the way it was built, it doesn't even have any string no. between the, the, inde- or the index it, and all the fingers. The pinky doesn't move. Oh, if yeah. you put your finger in the pinky, you'll like dislocate your pinky trying to get it to... So I, I'm guessing they just had... Instead yeah. of two in the pinky, you had two in the ring finger. There you go, yeah. And it's kind of crazy here, too. It's, there's if You can kind of <laughs> see on the YouTube broadcast, there's just like a perfect little dimple for the palm. Yeah, right, right on your palm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. And, I mean, and I know there's web uh, webbing. I, uh-huh. will, I will use with quotes. Yeah. If you try and catch it there, it feels like you're missing it. Oh, really? Like yeah. you can't even feel it when you're Mm-mm. in there. Yeah. Oh so, man, this is a sweet. Like 
I mean, I know that glove technology in the 50s wasn't, but it is pretty cool, oh, man. This awesome. is awesome. I love and, that one. and this club's in incredible shape, too. Yeah. I've seen some that, like, the insides all eat out and oh, stuff like that. This is gorgeous. So. And I mean, I've used it in this five years since. I mean, I. I used to still use it regularly, uh-huh. and what's great is you know to get young kids to to put a, to put them on. Let them it's like, wow, is this what they really? I was like, yeah, yeah. That's, can you imagine catching a hundred mile hit line drive? It's like, no, I'm not yeah. touching anything with that. That's insane. That's so cool. I love your story about getting the glove first off because I think you'd be hard pressed to buy baseball gloves at Bass Pro Shop any longer. No, they, they don't have any. Yeah, I don't think they that they have any uh, have any gloves there anymore. Um, but buying a glove and, and with, you know, it's, it is super cool, like playing catch and such a, such a familial bond can be grown out of doing those things with a parent. Yeah. Um, did you and your dad, did you guys bond quite a bit over playing catch when you were a kid? I think that is my favorite metaphor for, to describe how I grew I mean, that's, that's how I tell people I grew I grew up playing catch with dad. Really? I, I remember, um, it is no longer a baseball field, but I can take you literally to the 10-foot the circle I was standing when he taught me how to catch pop-ups. Really? Yeah. And what's funny, I only live a couple of miles from it now. Okay. Um, but So I, I remember that day. I remember going home from that day and my mom saying, Ethan, get over here. You need to stay. And she, she positioned me in, in front of the, uh, the air conditioner window unit just to try and cool off my head. And <laughs> I was just sweating so much. Um, so so I, I remember playing catch with dad there. I remember uh, in her backyard mm-hmm. all the time. I, I remember uh, when we moved, when I was in high school, when I was in eighth grade, uh, we'd play catch in the street mm-hmm. and we'd always keep our eyes, uh, you know, peeled for cars coming and, yeah. and dodging cars. And, you know, uh, invariably we, we'd, one of us would make a bad throw and, and you'd get the, the asphalt scuff marks oh, on, on yeah. the ball. Oh yeah, oh man. And then, then- You're huffing it down the street oh, to go get yeah, the ball. Yeah, you go eventually go get the ball. But that was when I, I really started you know, being able to put some mustard on it as a pitcher. And, you know, I got pretty close to throwing 70 miles an hour, not to brag. Hey. Um, but if you got a ball that was scuffed, it was like, oh, this will move a little bit more. There you go, yeah. And, and I remember um, we were on family vacation. We were visiting dad's mom in Ohio. Okay. And he was using this glove. I'm using this glove. And he's like, um, I need a catcher's mitt. You are throwing hard enough. And I remember we went and bought a catcher's mitt while we were on, on family vacation. So... All that to, to say, playing catch with dad is is what I think about how I grew up. Really? And and what I remember most about that is um, every single time I asked my dad to play catch, he said yes. Mm-hmm. He never said no. And I, I think that's just, I think that's what set an example for me as a dad. Yeah. You know, you want to be engaged. You want, you want to be, uh, I mean, dad didn't have any dreams of, of playing baseball when he grew up. I mean, that was my dream. And he, he used that to connect with me and, and to, to spend time with me and encourage me and, and have fun. And, and he learned and he grew as a, as a baseball fan, as, as, a, as a player. Um, but that was a really big lesson for how I relate to my daughters is, you know, is it, the important thing is, is to be engaged, is to be present and uh-huh. to, you know, you, you, you may be tired, but you say yes. Yeah. Because you're going to regret when you when you didn't. I love that you bring that up because I have in my own notes here that I recent when I was researching the this interview, uh, I saw that you mentioned that your dad never said no to a game of catch. Yeah. I have two young sons, and I thought, dang, I say <laughs> no to a lot of the stuff. So 
thank you for being on here because that has actually really personally challenged me over the last like four days <laughs> to be like my boys on New Year's Day were like, Dad, we want to play football outside. It's like, yeah, we're gonna go play football. It was cold. So, yeah, no, it was. So <laughs> no, I uh, I appreciate that. And um, speaking, staying on fathers and your dad, we do have to mention that your dad was ahead of his time as well when it came to baseball gloves and glove personalization. So here at Just Gloves, <laughs> we have only recently in the last month been able to start to engrave select gloves on our website. What year did, do you think your dad got this glove? Uh, 1970. So we're going to put it on the uh, the YouTube recording for everyone. But in 1970, Ethan's dad got a wood-burning pencil and put put his name on the thumb of the glove with impeccable handwriting, oh, it too. Oh, is. Isn't it great? I, yeah, no, I was, I was looking at that. And you mentioned that he did it with a wood-burning pencil. I, I thought it was done by a machine or something like that. So I thought that that was incredible that he was way ahead ahead of his time doing that. So um, that's so cool. He'll get a kick out of here. No, that. yeah, dude. He's, uh, he's, yeah, he was way ahead. Um, but yeah, so, so this year, 2024, mm-hmm. it's going to be a special year because you've been running it back on playing catch this year yeah. uh, every single day of the year. You've been at it a little bit now. Uh, I took a look at your ex account. And I love how bold you are with asking <laughs> folks to join you in playing catch. You got to go big, go big or yeah. go home. They always say. So for 2024, who is on your wish list for playing catch me? We're going to play catch after this yes. episode. So he'll, he'll knock me out. But, um, I think really the, the, the top of the list for me at this age now is I really just want to connect with, with the Royals. Really? Yeah. Uh, that still hasn't, I had never made it to fantasy camp. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to, uh, to spring training once and okay. that was a fantastic experience. That was back in the, holy cow, spring of 2012. Okay. So before, before yeah. everything. Yeah. As I've told you guys before, so we're a Kansas city company. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see Ethan rocking his KC gear. Oh. So huge Royals fan. Correct? Okay. So I'm going to pause that. Um, I, w- I went to my first game when I, when I was four years old. Okay. Um, and it was the game that George Brett hit for the cycle. Oh man! One in the on a on a Brett walk off home run in the bottom of the sixteenth inning. Nice. And so that is my uh, induction into the world of baseball. Okay. And, and mom and dad say it was like a light switch went off in your brain that it was it was baseball from that day forward. <laughs> so a couple of years later, I lose all my hair. I'm six years old. I, all my hair falls out. Okay. I'm completely bald, which is perfectly not natural for a six year old. And I am. That what, what worries me is how is this going to affect baseball? And I remember asking that, can I still play baseball if I don't have any need here? And when dad said, yes, you can play baseball and be bald. And that's, mm-hmm. that was the, the light switch at, okay, everything's going to be okay. As long as I can keep playing baseball. So nice. all that to answer your question, man, past present Royals, um, Brett and Bo Jackson and Alex Gordon and Bobby Witt Jr. And, <laughs> Cole Reagan, uh, Salvi. Oh my goodness, Sal. I mean, uh-huh. all of them. Gotcha. All of them. Nice. Th- they, they would be the the top of my bucket list of who I'd really like to play catch with this year. Nice. That's awesome. That's uh, that I I can see it. That that would be that'd be a huge oh, huge yeah. gift for you to be able to uh to reach out. The to only them. one I wish I could play catch with that I know I can't. Um, mm-hmm. Dan Quisenberry. Oh man. I loved him as a kid. Yeah. I just I I had all his baseball cards. Okay. Uh, years later, I got his book of poetry, yeah. which is fantastic. Uh-huh. Uh, but just he was he was a delight. I remember one one game we drove up from 
from Springfield, and he was the player that was. Uh, they would they would sign autographs at the top of the the curly cues. Yeah, uh-huh. and he was there, and the line was miles long. There's uh-huh. no chance. And Dad just happened to walk by at the right time, and Quiz looked at him and smiled. And Dad just got a picture of Quiz looking at him and smiled. <laughs> so that's um, so. There you go. That's not related really to anything. But hey, no, I love get it out there. <laughs> No, dude, the Roy. No, you answered perfectly. So, um, so yeah. So we end each interview with our game with our three strikes game. Okay. So three questions, and you get twenty seconds to answer. Uh, just kind of like the pitch clock in baseball. And so earlier we discussed your interaction with uh, W. P. Kinsella mm-hmm. uh, when you were, and it was, and he helped encourage you along in your project. <laughs> With uh, that, with yes. how yeah. you made it, you basically yeah. said that you were uh, you were a character from a book. But, there you go. I'll uh, take it. Field of Dreams. So, with that in mind, what is the best baseball movie of all time? Okay, so I'm a child of the '80s, and so they all just bunch in there. <laughs> um, Sandlot, League of Their Own, Natural, The Rookie. I mean, those are just all right there. Okay. Let us feel the dreams. I mean, <laughs> it, it is, if, if it is on TV, I will stop whatever it is I'm doing and just watch it to the end. That's awesome. And uh, yeah. I think I'm going to watch it tonight when I go home now that you've brought yes. it up. It so. is currently on Netflix, just so you know. Nice. Thank you. Or you can borrow the copy that's on my shelf. <laughs> nice. I think I have it on DVD. Okay, that's good. Um, Not VHS. But your favorite character in that movie? Uh, it's three. Okay. Um, Moonlight Graham. Love it. Oh, gosh. She's... Hey, hey, rookie, you are good. Yeah. Oh, I love Terrence Mann, uh-huh. such a, and of course Ray Kinsella. Nice, but 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 all all three. I mean, uh, there's a part of me that would love to hear someone say that I was a good ball player. Uh-huh. There's that part of it. There's the writer that connects to Mann and and his passion, and of course the the brilliant speech that he gives. Uh-huh. And then just the 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 ending. Um, yeah, every time with. So I, I guess you can put. Uh, Kevin Costner and, and Dwyer Brown on that bucket list of people I'd like uh-huh. to play catch with this there year. There you go. Yeah, so Dwyer Brown, he plays the dad. The, the dad, yes, at the end. Okay, nice. Very cool. And then uh, the final question, what is the best scene in the movie Field of Dreams? Well, the ending gets me every single time. I can't. Um, but when, when when Archie steps across the foul line uh-huh. and, and realize and, and uh, and then Terrence Mann's speech. Yeah. Um, when they go to the, the Red Sox game. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's at the top of my list as well, because you can only have so many top. I, I'd like to play catch in front of the Green Monster. Ooh. Wouldn't that be so cool? That is an awesome no, I've never one. been. I, I've been to Wrigley. Okay. I got to see Alcides Escobar hit a, at a, a first pitch home run at Wrigley. That was fantastic that was back in 2015. You were that yeah. game? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was so great. Yep. Um, I've I've never been to Fenway. Okay. And so nice. it, it's it's at the top. And and you know seats down low on the first base side. There you go, yeah. What is he so. I, I always love that scene cuz he's like what do you want? And then he's like <laughs> what? Yeah. Leave me alone. He's like no. bear and a dog. But <laughs> what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Well, Ethan, this has been awesome. Thank you for joining us today. Um if folks want to take part in the 2024 playing catch journey, how how can they get a hold of you? Uh, easiest way is email. Okay, uh, want to play catch at gmail.com. That's per- that's yeah. awesome. Nice, perfect. And then uh, also, you're pretty active. You're pretty active on X as well. And if you guys are interested in your books, 
your website too. You can sure. get the books from yeah. your website. EthanBryan.com. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fantastic. So no, this has been great. Thank you, Ethan. It has been a joy. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of Beyond the Glove. If you're listening on your favorite podcast network, Definitely give us a five-star rating if you enjoyed today's episode and subscribe so that you can get future episodes sent right to you when we put them out. As well, if you found yourself in a hunt for a baseball or softball glove, definitely consider Just Gloves as your source to help you with your search. We have a 100-day glove assurance, which allows you to pay a little bit extra on your purchase and get a 100-day trial. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Have a great day.